0: This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Morning, everybody. I love that. Um, When I'm, sometimes when I'm gone and sometimes when I'm here, Pastor Bill Funk comes and speaks. He's a favorite of ours, right? Yeah, yeah. He tells me every time, he goes, Ron, New Life is the most responsive church I've ever talked to anywhere. It's the only church you walk up there and say good morning, and they all go, good morning. And I think how rude not to, right? So thanks for just being you. Uh, I want to say a couple of things uh, on a personal note. And um, I'm sitting on a stool not because I can't stand or I'm sick, okay? So we can just put that to rest right now. Uh in a little bit, I'm going to give you an inside peek at something that goes on in my life. And if you've ever trained somebody to do something, there's that portion of the training where you're talking to them about this is the objective of what of what you're doing and These are the things that you should do, and this is what you do first, and this is what you do second, but you don't do that because if you do that, it spoils everything, and you walk through all this training, and then you reach a point where you say, okay, I want you to stand there and watch me while I do it, and there's that old saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, right? And they look at you after you're doing it, and they go, oh, I get it now. And it hit me that I have taught our church for a long time that you can and should have a personal relationship with God, a personal walk with him that Dan was talking about just a couple of minutes ago. But what I've never done is say, have a seat and watch. And I am going to pray a prayer this morning and you just get to watch. And when I take the 23rd Psalm and I pray through it, which I do about three times a week, truthfully, it's usually 30 to 45 minutes to an hour long. I'm not going to give you that full version this morning. We have about 10 to 15 minutes set aside in our service for this, so you're going to get a little bit of the abridged edition, uh, and for that reason, I wrote it out word for word, uh, so we can, so I can get you out of here on time. Because when God and I get alone, it can go, uh, and it's fun. So, um, so I'm going to do that in just a little bit. But there's a couple of things I want to say to you before I do that. One is uh, our oldest grandson is graduating tomorrow from Cal State Fullerton. I studied long and hard for him. Yeah, sure. I didn't do anything. Um, But there's a graduation party in his honor in Yorba Linda at 630 tonight. So when our church service is done, I'm going to go out that door, jump in a vehicle with my wife, and our youngest grandson, and we are headed to Yorba Linda. So if you look for me after church and I'm not here, I didn't get mad and leave. I just left, okay? So, and for those of you who are brand new, uh, I'm sorry if I didn't get a chance to meet you on the way in. I promise you if you come back, I will take the time to talk with you in the lobby, because that's a big part of what goes on in our church, and it's a big part of what goes on in my heart. I also want to say something about Hot Diggity Dog Sunday. I can't reveal everything, okay? But I can tell you this. Many of you, if not most of you, have been praying really hard as we have been looking for a new lead pastor, right? I can tell you that something is going to take place on that Sunday related to that subject that is big. Big enough, you're not going to want to miss Hot Diggity Dog Sunday. Okay? I can't tell you any more than that. What's the old saying? If I told you, I'd have to kill you, right? <laughs> we don't do that at church, so I just won't tell you. Okay? Okay? Uh, Another thing that I do often is I pray, I lead our church in a prayer, and often I pray for one of the other churches in our town. And for those of you who are new and you're wondering, why do you do that? Well, we are a church, but we are part of the Big C Church, the church of Jesus that spans the globe. And we have some wonderful ministry partners in our town other churches, and there's a group of pastors in our town that have all agreed that we will pray for each other's churches in our assembly times. So when I pray for a different church every Sunday, like this Sunday, we're going to pray for Doug Manson and Hillside Church, you'll know why I'm doing that. Okay? So would you join me in prayer? Father, at the beginning of this teaching time, we want to lift up Hillside Church and Doug Manson, and the wonderful people out there on Adobe Road who are gathered right now. And in the same way, you are here and with us. You are with them. And God, even though many of those people we don't even know, they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And that means we love them already, even though we don't know them. And we pray that your spirit would be present there this morning. As you are here, would you be with every part of this service? And God, uh, we also want to pray for the pastor search process as it's at a really exciting stage and uh, there's a lot of stuff that will come down in the next few weeks. Um, Would you lead and guide us through that? And would you help us to really be sensitive to your leading and guiding? And God, we pray that the best days of our church are the days yet to come. And so would you guide us now through this teaching and the rest of our service? We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to sit on the stool so that it can be sort of casual, because usually when I pray like this, At home, I'm not standing in front of a group of people. So this is really a prayer that I'm going to be praying, and you can pray it with me if you would like. You can sit and watch. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, that's okay. I'm glad you're here. This is a church where everyone is accepted, and people are given the time and the space to investigate Jesus and find their way to him. And that's a great thing. But if you're wanting to know how to have a personal relationship with Jesus, I just want to share with you this morning that this is what that looks like in my life. So here we go. Good morning, Father. I'm so grateful for the Bible. I'm so grateful you wrote it for how you make it come alive to me. It's not just words. It's more than words. And you make it come alive to me as I read, as I meditate, and as I pray my way through it. And this morning, I want to talk to you about the 23rd Psalm. It begins, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, just reading that, I realize that in your kingdom, things are different. Then in human kingdoms, in your kingdom, the sheep choose the shepherd instead of the shepherd choosing the sheep. This morning, Father, I choose you as my shepherd. It's my intent to follow your leading, listen for your voice, and obey and follow any promptings you give me from among all the other voices that would vie for the control of my life today and beg for my allegiance. Today, Father, I choose you because no one shepherds like you do. You tell me that if I do, I will not want I know, Father, if I walk with you today, I have no reason to live with a mindset of scarcity and fear that somehow I'll miss out on something really valuable in life. I don't need to hoard or hang on to anything. Instead, you have freed me to live with a mindset of generosity, Following you, I'll not only not only have everything I need in this day, but you'll make sure I have enough to share with others generously. I love being able to share. Thanks for making sure I can. I also love that you make me lie down in green pastures. Oh, Father, you know me well. You know that if left to my own nature, I wouldn't choose to lie down very often. I admit, I suffer from FOMO, the fear of missing out. And sometimes that drives me to press on when I should be lying down. I understand you will provide for me some green pasture moments in this day. Hmm. Help me to see them when they come. Help me to resist the temptation to fill them with tasks and entertainment or other less important activities. Remind me that it's in these green pasture seasons my spirit relaxes and finds strength And I find the nourishment I need to live a rich and fulfilling life. And Father, so often I notice you lead me beside still waters. Unlike the raging waters that can threaten me if I enter, these waters pose no threat. It's here I feel safe and at peace. It's here I can drink deeply of your goodness and partnership with me in life. Regardless of what comes my way today, no matter how chaotic or upsetting, help me to find the still water moments you'll be providing me. Also, Father, I'm coming to rely on the ways you restore my soul. Even as I say the word restore, I'm reminded that things that need restoration have somehow gotten tarnished, broken, or out of whack. And even though I'm not proud of it, you know, sometimes I get out of whack. My heart isn't where it belongs. My responses are short and more abrupt than they should be. My thoughts are negative toward myself and or others. My priorities are jumbled and out of order. Father, I just admit I am a broken human being. And even though I try really hard, I often need to be restored. Sometimes, even several times in the same day. This day, as I walk with you, I'm counting on you to restore my soul every time it wanders or gets off course. In those moments especially, I need you to lead me in paths of righteousness. Father, you know me, I really want to do the right thing, always but I'm often confused about what is actually the right thing to do. It's often not very clear to me. So on my own, sometimes I just barge on ahead, assuming that what I want to do is right. And other times I sort of freeze in the stream of life because I don't know what to do. Today, I know you're going to lead me in these paths of righteousness. So help me hear your instructions. And when I'm tempted to try something that looks better or more inviting to me, help me learn to deepen my trust in you. Because I can easily forget you do all of this for your namesake. Father, it's such a privilege to be connected with you. I love being your child. And I actually love having the family name Christian. However, as I think about it this morning, there's an accompanying responsibility. Whatever I do reflects on you. And even though it's not my job to protect your reputation, I'd like not, not to ruin it either by who I choose to be and what I choose to do. Father, I want my life to bless you. I want to represent you well. I want to be a child that's becoming more and more like its father. Now in this next part, there's something very scary but also something very personally empowering. God, you tell me that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't need to fear evil because you are with me. Now, that last part sounds great. The first part, not so much. I love that knowing that no matter what, you are with me, and because of that, I don't actually need to be afraid of anything. That's so empowering to think about, but also so hard to do at times. In my head, I know you are bigger than anything. And if you're with me, nothing can actually pose a serious threat to me. I get it. However, in my heart, I often feel very different. In reality, when I walk through these valleys of the shadow of death, I get afraid. The challenges seem huge. And the hurts really hurt. And the disappointments are painful. And just to be honest, I I don't like hurt, pain, and disappointments. They often seem so unfair. My heart screams at me sometimes, I deserve better. Having said that, I realize there could be some valley of the shadow of death waiting for me in this day. I hope not. But if it comes my way, help me in that moment to draw near to you, knowing that you are with me. And you will walk with me through whatever it is. Reassure me that as my shepherd, you have committed yourself to my welfare. And even if that valley is hard and long and difficult and painful, you will redeem it and make sure I'm protected, nurtured, and treasured through it all. Because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Father, I've often felt the gentle tap of your rod on my left or right flank, giving me direction about what way to go. And when I feel that tap, I know two things. I know that you are very near me because your rod isn't very long. And I love that feeling knowing that you are right with me. And I also know that you are guiding me and providing direction for my life. And Father, I'm learning that my real comfort and freedom isn't found in being able to do whatever I want. It's found in sensing your direction when it's important. But also feeling the freedom to graze wherever I want if you're not tapping me with your rod. And your staff comforts me because... I remember times when I was in a pit or somehow had fallen into danger and I was stuck and feeling alone and very afraid. And I can still feel how stable and comforting it was when you put your shepherd's crook under my belly and you lifted me to safety. but you do so much more. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God, I try to live in a way that promotes peace with everyone, but sometimes people still get sideways with me. My behavior may have been faulty or they might be just misunderstanding me. Either way, kind of gets us to the same place. We're awkward And it's not pleasant for either of us. Father, I'm so blessed to realize that even when things aren't as they should be, you don't give up on me or them. And often it's in those moments when I feel less than worthy, you pour some blessing into my life. A table, a feast just for me. As I walk through this day, Help me not to miss those feast moments and experiences. Help me to feel the blessing of your presence more than the sting of what anyone might say about me. Draw my attention to the feast in front of me instead of what others say or do behind my back. In fact, help my spirit to relax and enjoy the banquet you've provided even when all hell is breaking loose around me. I want that kind of faith, that kind of trust, that kind of peace. Father, as I picture this next phrase, my heart is often moved to tears. I'm touched deeply that you anoint my head with the oil of your approval when I close my eyes and picture me kneeling in front of you and you taking the oil of your approval and pouring it gently over my head. I can feel it flowing down my cheeks, over my shoulders, anointing my whole body. It's hard and yet so touching to know that you feel that way about me. I so often disapprove of myself. I'm so aware of my own brokenness and struggles. My faults, shortcomings, and sins often haunt me and seek to capture my thoughts. But in those moments, when I dare to trust what you say, I feel the warmth of your approval, and I feel so loved and so valued and so treasured that my cup runs over. Father, that's just how I feel right now. Your goodness to me is so big, so superhuman, my spirit can't fully take it in. I don't have words to describe it or to adequately express my gratitude to you. This life you're giving me is so amazing. Your presence in my life is so beyond words. Your grace that covers and forgives all my sins is so much more than anything I deserve. Your promises to me sometimes seem beyond reality, kind of too good to be true. My heart is so full, it just bubbles over with love for you. I love you more than I know how to say. Your goodness and mercy follow me, and I'm sure that they will all the days of my life. As I think about that, I realize there's two ways to look at this, and I actually like them both. First, I love that you pursue me with your goodness and mercy. I'm continually amazed at how your love for me is relentless. Day after day, through so many different ways, I feel you reaching out to me. Sometimes I feel like you're even chasing after me. And even though I'm comforted by that, I realize if I would just stay with you, you wouldn't have to chase after me. For that, I'm truly sorry. I wish you didn't have to do that. But I'm so glad you do. And I'm glad you chase after me with your goodness and mercy and not some threat or power move. You are so gracious and loving. How could I ever think of wandering off? But there's another way to look at this goodness and mercy thing, and that's through the lens of what follows me. I want so much to be like you. I want my presence to bring with it a culture of goodness and mercy. So much so that when I leave, I leave behind the sweet fragrance of goodness and mercy every time. May your goodness and mercy be so deeply part of my own DNA that it just emanates from me and the essence of it remains with people long after I leave them. Father, if you would do this in me, I can't think of anything I would want more. Father, this song closes with a promise that really excites and comforts me. I will dwell in your house forever. This life is such a gift. And in spite of the brokenness all around and even in me, this life is still such a great experience. I can't imagine what living in an unbroken world with unbroken people will be like. But I know it's beyond anything I can imagine. And Jesus, you told me you're going to prepare a place for me so I can come and live with you. I admit, I have often been a little jealous of people like Peter, and John and Mary, and the others who got to live with you in Nazareth and Capernaum when you lived in Israel 2,000 years ago. This morning, I'm thrilled to realize that you're giving all the rest of us that same experience, but not just for three short years, for eternity. I know you're making a new heavens and a new earth, the future and eternal home of righteousness. And, peace. and so I live today with a calm assurance that my last day on this earth will be my first in your house. Father, I love you. I love walking with you through life. You are my shepherd. And I choose to walk this day with you. I thank you for this great privilege. We'll talk later. Okay. Amen. Father, thank you for this great privilege of being a church, of walking together with you. Father, would you take this teaching this morning and would you use it in some way to deepen the personal relationship of every person in this audience, whether here in person or watching online or watching online later, that it would make an actual difference in how we walk with you. And as always, we pray in your own beautiful name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information at Dot .org thanks for listening